1: Hello and welcome to Green and White, the weekly Argyle Life podcast. I'm your host Josh and with us this week we have got Nick. Hello. And we've got Sam. Hello. Just a quick reminder before we get started that for all the articles and up-to-date Argyle news and analysis, make sure you check us out, Argyle Life on Facebook and Argyle Life 1886 on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also make sure you don't miss another podcast by subscribing to Green and White on Spotify or iTunes where the new episode is uploaded each week. Uh, this weekend was a good weekend for Plymouth Argyle, uh, ending, shall we say, somewhat of a slump uh, by going to Mansfield and winning 1-0. Uh, I'll open up the floor and we'll go to Sam first, because I know Sam was there in the flesh, uh, incorrectly judging Will Ameson's performance. Um, <laughs> Sam, what did you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I well, I'm delighted to come away from a win. Oh, no, um, I'll qualify that first. Don't, don't just leave that hanging because not I, 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 I was, was going okay, to get good, the good. win so, so, what Josh means by that is we had a little chat uh, whilst we were getting our system loaded up to record the podcast. Um, and I I basically said, well, Amos had a very good passing performance, and Nick. Completely dismantled that argument. This is with some statistics that prove his passing accuracy was not in fact all that good. And I think that does. Sorry, totally
3: uh, let me just let me just say, only seven completed passes, thirty-six percent pass success. So, not only was his passing bad. He had a very limited, you know, passing impact. He only made seven. He was the fewest on the pitch. Yeah, exactly.
2: So, so I think that I think that does got kind of to go to show. I'm going to repeat what I said before the uh, recording was rolling. That I think when you're watching a game, when you're watching it live you kind of, when you get an idea in your head of who is having a good game, you kind of mentally edit a bit and you kind of may- maybe edit the framework of the game to fit the preconceived idea you've already had. And that's why I do think, particularly when you are doing analysis, maybe it, do- it does benefit from a rewatch because it's, it's a little bit easier to see things in different in perspective when you're watching it carefully and logging who's doing what, but... Anyway, that's just a, a more abstract point. Ainsen did still have a good game, um, even though his, his passing was clearly not a good as I thought it was. He still defended largely pretty well. He did get dribbled past for the one-on-one at the end with Palmer saved, but generally he had a good game, as did Wutton, in all fairness to him. We've moaned about him a bit, but he didn't do he a lot wrong. Do you I about him? Well, I, I, I'm... I'm not the only person, that, it's, it's, again, it's the, royal, it's the royal we. I'm not the only one who's there, who's moaned about Scott Woodson, I'm sure. But he had a good game yesterday. Uh, Palmer was, was back to something more like his best form after having a few shaky games lately. Of quite a few goals he could have done better for. He made a very, very good save um, y- yesterday, and his command of area was very good. He looked assured. His distribution wasn't too good, but then you know, it was an absolute swamp of a pitch. It's very hard to kick on, so... Um, yeah, Palmer did well, Woodson did well, Averston did well, so didn't do so great, but he improved in the second half. It was a good, solid defensive performance. Technically, we did well uh, in terms of we in terms of the 3-4-3. Three, three, it was maybe a bit more suited to counter-attacking because um, it allowed McFadden and Edwards to play a little bit deeper than the wing-backs would normally play in a Ryan Lowe system due to the fact we had two other wide men kind of providing a little bit more of a threat from out wide. So it allowed us to counter, but... We, we played the counter-attack game pretty well. We created quite a few good chances of which, of which we, oddly enough, scored a missed, missed most of our good chances. We scored a thirty-yard screamer, um, and we, so we created chances pretty well on the counter. We broadly restricted Mansfield to not that many chances. They had that one-on-one early on that um, the, the player completely fluffed. He kind of dribbled it into Palmer's arms. C.J. Hamilton, yeah, C.J. Hamilton, and they had the. Um, the late shot, uh, Andy Danny Cook. Rose. Not Danny Rose, Andy Cook, yeah. Um, Andy Cook, but he admittedly, it was a great save by Palmer, but in all honesty, Rose shouldn't even be allowing the keeper to save it with the, the time and the angle he got.
3: Sorry, not Rose.
2: Cook, yep, yeah, Cook. There we Cook. go. Oh, go dear. On. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> it's it's it, going well, it, 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 then. Oh, go and go, I'm having a good one tonight, aren't I? But, I uh, think yeah, so that was my testament.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think in. the interesting thing to take... Well, for, for me personally, as someone who didn't go to the game, interesting thing looking in um, is that we did change formation and that there was a, a a sort of change in style about how we played a little bit. So I didn't expect that. I'd wondered in the last couple of weeks when results weren't going our way, how rigidly Low was going to stick to that um, formation they'd been playing. Um, the 3-1-4-2. Uh, and actually I, I was quite pleased to think to, to see something a little bit different and probably with a few of the players that we've got or the ones who've been starting recently. Maybe three, four, three does suit us better Um, for, for someone like George Cooper, perhaps uh, it's a little bit more of a natural fit to be playing of wide on the front three.
3: And yeah, he was pretty damn poor.
1: Um, yeah. I'm one of the poorer players admittedly, uh, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm pleased to see a, a, a change um, just because I was I was concerned that because of philosophy or that formation that he'd had, had had worked so well last season that we were rigidly sticking to it the whole way through regardless of whether we were um, in good runs or bad runs uh, and although I'm not saying that we should never play three one four two or uh, if he feels that's the right formation for the next game then perfect. It's good to know that there's a a little bit of variability in there now, and we do have other options that we can rely on, depending on how the state of the game is going.
3: Yeah, I I, I liked that we changed formation on a couple of accounts. One, it showed there is a plan B there, and it's not that we're going to live and die by 3142, that there is some kind of flexibility. But two, um, I I saw it as a tactical tweak designed for this game. So... So first off, Mansfield themselves played 3-4-3. So we were literally man for man across the pitch. Everyone had... It's not like we have a 4-3-3 versus a 4-3-3 and you've got basic man for man. This was literally... You line everyone up, they literally got a man to mark each. Um, which makes it very simple in defensively, but also made it as though... Um, well, we could press them out. In the same way that Northampton pressed us relentlessly, went man for man when we had the ball, and pushed right up against our three centre-backs, we just replicated the same thing to them. And we were able to do a lot more damage to them than they were to us. But it also um, it changed the inflection of the game a bit, because for the majority of this season, we've attempted to be the possession-based team, the dominant team in possession. We haven't always been that, but we've attempted to be it. Um, this was a and we went into this game and I highlighted these stats to, um, I think it was in the Argyle Life group chat, that Mansfield are not a possession-based team this season. They they rank way at the bottom for most passes, completed average uh, pass success, and towards the top of the table for most aerial challenges, go more long balls. Um, so the effect of playing 3-4-3 and playing that counter-attack style not only meant that we were pressing their defence, but also meant that we're taking a team... Who weren't exactly that successful in possession and breaking teams down and making them do that? It, it reminds me almost like when, if you play in Atletico, if you play Atletico Madrid, for example, they're a team that like to play off others' possession. They don't want the ball themselves. So if you sit behind the ball and let them have it, they generally look around and don't know what to do because they like to play on tr- in transition. They like to play on the counter, and if you deny them that opportunity, you generally deny them chances, and that's mostly what happened throughout the game um and quite frankly had Sawyer not thrown that their first chance was entirely down to Sawyer giving the ball away terribly in in midfield and they broke away if you take that out out of the game then they basically only created one chance throughout that was about it albeit a very good chance they should have done much better with but as far as restricting them goes it worked and also allowed us to you know play the counter-attack role um and there's sort of two further points to this. Number one is I've moaned a lot about Sarkovich recently, but that was the perfect way to deploy him in that what we basically did was we said, look, this this is your area of the pitch. You press that area, you harry that area, you know, and um you don't need to dominate possession because we're gonna let them have the ball and press it and take it off them and move into the counter on that. That's perfect, Sarsovich. We basically removed the possession element of his game and he looked far more natural, literally just running, pressing, completed more tackles than anyone else, won the ball back more than anyone else. That's his game to a T in the middle third. Did that really well. Second point coming out of that is that I don't want this to be a Bristol City. And Sam knows what I mean by that. Um, And what I mean is in relation to last season, we went to Bristol City, we obviously won 1-0, But Derek Adams took out of that not that this was a system that works against a dominant possession-based team where we need to sit behind the ball and hold it. He decided that we won, therefore it's a good system, therefore it's a system we should stick with. And we went to Coventry, lined up the exact same, and it completely flopped as it was so obviously going to do. So the key here for Lowe, and I think he has understood this based on what he said. And To be honest, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he knows what he's talking about. But the key here for Lowe is to understand that this was a game plan that worked against a specific team. In specific, pretty awful conditions for passing on the pitch, anyway. But it doesn't mean we have to keep playing this way forever mm. and ever because we won. Particularly yeah. because it wasn't exactly a fantastic performance.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a fair reflection, and I, I agree. I think from what I've seen, he fully understands that, and it it, it is nice to to know there is that uh, a little bit of adaptability. Is that, is that a word adaptability? Yep. Um, um, where we can sort of we can play in a different way depending on who we're playing against, um, and actually say if, if the conditions don't suit it in particular the team that we're playing against, absolutely fine to change things up to to what we'll try and get us the best result. When we go back at home next week um, on Saturday against, oh, I can't remember who we're playing Gunthorpe. on Saturday, Scunthorpe, who are still towards the bottom of the table, twenty third. Yeah, there we go. Um, and if they're playing Jan Songo in central midfield, it's certainly a game that we're going to be able to dominate. Um, so On I-
3: top of that, Matty Lund injured, and he's their... If if Danny Mayer's our key player, Matty Lund is their key player. Sorry, he's not injured, he's suspended. He got a straight red card.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there's a I mean, Matty Lund's a good player on the ball, isn't he? He's quite a good. Uh, Excellent player on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very much a playmaker for them. So... um. Yeah, I think it's another game that we're, go- well, uh, we're going back to a game now where we'll be able to dominate on a pitch that you can guarantee is going to be set up perfectly for how we want to play. Um, we can go back to that 3-1-4-2 now, um, but also be a little bit more positive uh, I, in a psychological aspect. I mean, um, probably takes off a little bit of pressure, not in the pressure in terms of, oh, I'm going to lose my job, but just pressure, uh, you know, it plays on your mind when you're not in a good run. Um, and I think it, it's good, nice for us to have ended that. You do have to battle sometimes. Um, and I think they generally, from what I've seen, um, battled really well through the late periods in the game. They must have done else. They would have, we wouldn't have won 1-0. I mean,
3: it was, yeah, back to the wall, very, sit very deep and just deny the space. Mm. So I was going to say on that, on that topic, I know Sam's got an interest in, in psychology. Um, would you care to, you know, share your thoughts on what the, you know, the impact of, of winning the game and lifting the mental weight could be, or is there such an impact?
2: Um, I mean, it's very difficult for me to take it. I do have an interest in psychology, I've never been in that football environment, so I don't know whether what I imagine it is, it would be actually what it actually is. I What I'm kind of thinking is that there was maybe going to be a bit of nervousness about the place, so that it's built up and up. We were, before, we were in a league position, which was well below our performance levels and well below our expected position, so I think like, the way I, I think it must have had a bit of tension build up. But then, you, you, you know, you hear people say to the media, no, there's no nervousness, no pressure. And you think, are they just saying that to present a united front or is there really no nervousness? It's tough to say, but put it this way, if there was any nervousness, then I think Saturday's when we've got a long way to alleviate it. And yeah, it, it's become a bit of a cliche for pundits and people to talk about you know, they won because they had passion and they won because they had fight. But whilst that is a factor that gets vastly overstated by majority of people in football, it is still a factor that has a part to play. Just you know, maybe not quite as much as the technical ability and the tactical um decisions made, but but still a large part. And I think our our fight and our and our kind of battle spirit looked absolutely immense yesterday, even when it wasn't the best performance. We we did we, we did kind of kind of get in the way of every ball stick our foot in and really dug deep and defended well at the end. I mean, due to due to the injury to, to poor Cooper, we had eight minutes stoppage time, and in that eight minutes, they didn't really. I think you
3: mean look, poor George Cooper sponsored
2: by Argyle Life? Poor George Cooper sponsored by Argyle Life, absolutely. <laughs> and, and during and during that eight minutes, they they had nothing really. We 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 frustrated them and we stuck together very well.
3: There's a comment that Ryan Lowe made, which was uh, along the lines of you know, tenuously paraphrasing here, but it was along the lines of um, other teams are so willing to chop us down in you know, the middle third of the pitch to stop us from attacking, why shouldn't we? And we saw a fair bit of that, there were a lot of niggly fouls and we are happy to stick off it and then kill the game but it helped that we had that that 1-0 lead it, I mean, this this game could have gone so much differently if Hamilton, running clean through, hand just miscontrolled it and dribbled it into um, Palmer's arms Um but yeah, knowing that we had that lead, pretty poor conditions, and a team who, despite having a lot of skill in there, are struggling to really blend into a cohesive attacking unit, yeah, we were basically able to just put everyone behind the ball. And short of Ameson getting beaten a couple of times and then breaking into the box, and obviously Sawyer's um, error in the first half, we basically restricted them. Um, it, I think Sam and I were discussing basically whether or not this was a deserved win or not, we there are a couple of different takes. Sam was more coming out of the game of the opinion that we deserve the one nil win. I've seen others who basically said that we, um, you know, fought our way to a kind of undeserved win. It's a difficult question to answer, really. So somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so I think we sort of agreed that it it was in that area whereby whoever gets the goals gonna. So I think we agreed there'd be somewhere between nil nil, one nil, or one one to either team. Just Pure, purely... oh, I, I
2: don't think a draw, when I said I think we deserved the win, I, think we, I don't think we were a lot better. I think we aged it. I think maybe a draw would have been a fairer reflection, maybe, but not by a lot. I think if you, if you held the gun to my head and said if you had to say which team, which oh, team, team was the better. Oh, I that all
3: the time. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do. But if you said I, I had to say which team would the better, I would say our oh But I think if we'd have got a draw, I wouldn't have come out of there feeling we were feeling aggrieved No.
3: Uh, to be fair, the other comment we also made was that um, we should really just make these comments on the podcast rather than discussing it beforehand, the other comment we made is that um, in game, you know, a game like this where one goal is going to swing it, we, we earned this luck as far as I'm concerned, because let's face it Crawley, that should have been a game we won, we dropped points, Cheltenham we prob- almost certainly should have won that, we threw at least away one point, if not all three you know, Salford there have been plenty of games where we've dropped points where we shouldn't have. Oldham as well yeah, Oldham was, exactly. So, for me, this win was deserved on account of, you know, a build-up over a period of weeks rather than just on, the, just on the afternoon.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a fair comment, did, did you want to speak about Conor
3: Grant? I know you did.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I think I mentioned in the last two podcasts in a row that I thought he should have been recalled to the team and I think he was very harshly dropped. And so, would you imagine my delight at two o'clock on Saturday in the pub going, you know, just get ready to finish my drink and head to the ground when I saw, there he was, Conor Grant, in, in, back in the starting 11. So I, I was desperate for him to do well. Obviously, first and foremost, because I'm an Argyle fan, I want all our players to do well. But I did also want to come on the podcast and have a little gloat. And here I am on the podcast having a little gloat. I think he had a good game. He did tire a lot in the second half. I think I think, I think I probably was was on an eight for him up till about the last 25 minutes where he visibly... Got very tired. He wasn't moving as quickly. He wasn't winning as much in midfield. So that dropped him down to a seven. But focusing on the positives, he had a really, really good first half. Is, um, whilst he didn't pass a huge amount of, of of balls because we were playing a counter-attacking style. I think the passes he did make, there was, was some very good, very smart ones in there, but off the ball, he was, he was just fantastic. He was nipping about, charging around, getting his foot in. Um, He was kind of covering a lot of ground, which maybe contributed to why he tied second half, and not to mention a fantastic goal. He's, he's picked it up. Uh, and absolutely no right to score from there, but he's got a lot of power behind it. He's got a lot of Direction behind it. He's put it just where he wants it. And keeper, you know, you can say he was a bit unsighted, but even if he wasn't unsighted, it's still going to be a tough shot to save. And he had another one about 20 minutes after he scored that forced the keeper into a, into a good diving save that nearly would have been a, a, an almost a Textbook repeat of his first goal. Yeah, that was very good. That
3: one imagine, was even imagine imagine in if the he'd
2: corner. Have, yeah, imagine if he'd have got that one in. I think the away end would have absolutely erupted. But yeah, a good performance from him. Hopefully, see him retain his place in the team. Even if we go back to 3-4-1, 3 4 1, sorry, even if we go back to 3 1 4 2, I would like to see him take the place as the DM because Edwards is, is proving to be a very good right wing back. So I'd like to see him take the DM role if, if we go back to the old formation.
1: Do we know how long Jose Baxter is going to be out for?
2: Not long, I don't think. Yeah,
3: I think Lowe basically hinted, if not this week, then next week, I think. I think I Telford's meant to be back next week too.
1: <clears throat> I would like to see, I mean, we know that Sarsovic will play in central midfield on Saturday um, if we go back to the three-one-four-two. <laughs> yeah, but I would, I would like to see us. I, I don't necessarily think that um, keeping Edwards at right wing back is a bad thing. Uh, or Conor Grant in the DM role, I think he can do it. The attributes he's got, I think he could probably play anywhere, well, in any of the three and possibly at um, left wing back as well if you needed him to. So he's a useful option for this squad. Um, but I would like to see, I just want to see Mare and Baxter together in that central midfield role and see what.
3: With someone at right wing back as well, yeah. more attacking than Riley. Because Baxter only got one game there and he played it with Riley. He wasn't
2: exactly. Well, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Cooper will be fit for for Saturday with that picture he, he's put on social media after well game, it so. depends
1: because you can play with like nose injuries if you think like Harry Kane did it didn't he mm, in North yeah Derby. it depends
3: on his uh, flow depends uh, quite how
1: bad it is yeah, yeah. Whether, boys, and obviously boy. at the moment it's swollen so there's the a few days of swelling
3: Sarsvich can play there I'm, I'm adamant Sars-Bitch can but I think you know, I, th- th- I think
2: you would not want to drop Edwards there the way he played at Crawley and yesterday Edwards wasn't that good I mean I'm not saying he was bad but going
3: forward he's not doing that much he put a good cross in for Cooper, but otherwise it was largely anonymous. Again, everything went down the left, as per usual. I mean, what has Edwards created in his three games at right wing back?
2: Two goals. Well, he scored two goals. And, and, no, no, it and, said
3: created, not finished. Well, There's well, a difference. Well, okay, what I'm but... saying is it has to go down the left still.
2: Okay, but one, one. Okay, I think you shouldn't just look at created because a lot of the remit what McFadden has done well, they score as well. Something you have to say scored and created. So he scored two goals. McFadden
3: has only uh, what take away his two goals in the opening weekend, and he hasn't really been that that close to scoring again.
2: Well, he got he got a goal against Dorian on Saturday.
3: He hit the post from a very... T- it wasn't so much he hit the post he put... Yeah, you said
1: he didn't come close to scoring. Hitting the post is coming pretty close to scoring. It's
3: a very tight angle, and it, hell, if he hadn't hit the post, it probably goes straight along the face of Golden Out for a throw, and it's, it's not like he was you know, dead central and placing it at the post. I, but I, know, I, I, know, I see the point you're making. He's getting in behind still. I, but th- I mean, yeah, the, yeah, but what McFadden's still doing is hitting the... Well, then again, Edwards is playing with Sars, which is not really creating too much. What, what I'm afraid of is that... Is that Ed, Edwards is doing good there? Don't get me wrong; I'm not dis, uh, disliking Edwards there. I'm just thinking: can we still do even better?
2: Oh, I think we might be able to still do even. I think we might be able to still do even better. But I think I'm when certain you, we can when, when, you, when you've got a good rhythm going. I think it's at that point where. I know that we, one of the things we've argued a lot about in the past is do we, do we keep the flow of a winning team going or do we look to make a change, make it even better? And you incline more to the latter, I incline more to the former. So the, right the
3: flow of a winning team off the back of a 1-0 win that was hardly that fantastic.
2: Well, no, 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 no. That's no, the okay, kind okay. of
3: Derek Adams' attitude that saw us relegated.
2: Okay, 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 fair point. But I think when he's had two solidly good performances there away from home in a row, I think you you kind of feel it. You know he's getting the grips of the position. Certainly the, def- the defensive side of it, he is spotless. The defensive side of it, he is absolutely excellent. At that he barely does a thing wrong there, as far as I'm concerned. So even if we could maybe do better, I think when he is when he is in such a good vein of form, there not not a flow of a winning team. I worded that wrongly. we have got to say it in only one game, but when he has had two good performances, two seven or eight out of ten borderlines there in a row, I think you've got to keep him there at least for a, at least for a little while.
3: I'm, don't I mean, for, for don't
1: me, forget, th- this is important to remember here. Nick is that Sam doesn't like Edwards in the DM role either.
3: No, he that, doesn't. That's that, that, mm. half of what's colouring this is he wants someone else there. I, I even though he, there's absolutely nothing to suggest that uh, Edwards is being outperformed uh, in a possession-based way by anyone else. Um,
2: well, well, I, well I, I, I don't like him. That. I think we could. I think. My view of you him want D-
3: him dropped from there. You keep saying that you don't think he's the best person there. You even say that yeah. you wouldn't have him in the first team half the time.
2: My, my well, my, my view of him in the DM Which is, role, I
3: should say, absolutely ridiculous.
2: My view of him in the DM role is kind of maybe equivalent to your view of him in the right wing-back role, which is that, yeah, I think he, he, he does a job there. and I'm not saying he's bad there, but I think we can do better there, which is very much what you think... Totally in the disagree with
3: that, role. but we're not going to open that can of worms. Fair um, but But there's a different different angle I want to speak about as uh, following on from this, which is um, injuries and the sense that I think we did get a sort of sign of the squad depth this weekend, because when you look at who's out, Telford injured, probably our best striker, Byron Moore injured, for my opinion second best striker, like I'd have those two starting every game if I could, both injured. Um, Baxter obviously injured, Uh, You sort of people down everywhere all over the pitch at this point, Cooper's now probably probably going to miss a game or two. Mayor went off the pitch early, he might be injured for next week. Hamstring potentially, or it looked like inner thigh. Hard to tell. And yet, there was a, still a pretty solid performance. And and you look at who we've got left over, we have got good squad depth here. And it's worth noting that you could make a case that part of the reason we haven't been converting all these chances is because we have to keep changing our strikers because they keep getting injured. Assuming, and the keyword here being assuming, we don't have a continuous flow of injuries to the strikers, and we can get some on you know the pitch for a sustained period of ten, fifteen games before rotating. Or whatever, we might find that one of them hits form. We start to put goals in the back of the net. Um, but the point I'm going to make here is that we've been our form hasn't been too bad, despite having to you know deal with quite a few injuries over a relatively short period of time, teams at the top are going to have to go through that with nowhere near as much um, depth and quality. Like Exeter, for example, if they lose a couple of key players, they're gone and they're probably not going to replace them. Their form will likely slump as a result. So, Essentially, the point I'm making here is that I think we've. this was a good demonstration of the depth and quality that we do have in the squad and that's going to serve us well over the length of the season as we hopefully get back to pushing for promotion.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that is a fair comment. I think we've got I mean, when, when we look at these all these options for the kind of midfield, I think McFadden and there have pretty much got their positions. You know, when they're in the team, they play without a doubt. But for the other three, for the RCM, the the right wing back and the DM, you've got such a plethora of good players. You can feel that you've got Conor Grant, um, Sarsovic, uh Edwards, George Cooper. Um, and, you know, even right wing I was back really hoping you were about to say Conor
3: Grant in right side of it, Conor Grant
2: in defensive mid, no, Conor um... Grant in right wing back. But, and about, uh, Baxter, that's what I wasn't thinking of. So for those three roles, right wing back, DM and CM, you've got a plethora of options, which includes Conor Grant, Jose Baxter, George Cooper and Anthony Sarstowicz. And for right wing back, even Riley as well. And Tafari Moore, of course. You must never forget him. But, but also, <laughs> to the side, that's a, that's a really good plethora of options for three positions. So much of, shade. of For three for positions... Of which quite a lot of those will not play. And I'm, I'm quite, even though I'm a, I've got doubts about our defence, I've got doubts about our strength in depth for strikers in terms of quality. We've got numbers, whether we've got quality, not so sure. But whilst we have maybe slight weaknesses in other areas, the midfield, um, the broad midfield, including wing backs, is absolutely fantastic in depth. And I think that's something we, we could well, in spite of my negativity about the season compared to Nick. It' I think if we do have a good season, that would be the reason why because our midfield is so good.
3: I, I think. I think it's worth talking about Palmer for a bit. Like, he sort of alluded back to top form. Let's face it; he hadn't. He hadn't been that bad. It was more that he'd been conceding a lot, even though it wasn't necessarily his fault. But he two top saves here, albeit again with the caveat that Hamilton ran the ball straight into him. But he still prevented two one on ones. Um, good in the good in the air. What was that? um six times came for the ball, got to eat all six times, albeit one was a punch rather than a catch. Um, distribution not so good, but again, bad conditions for that. But but yeah, again, vital save. Vital save that had an impact on the game, and that's really what he's there for. Um, those wins against Crewe and uh, Colchester, well, less Colchester, but definitely against Crewe, uh, his saving made an impact on the result, and it's done so again here today.
1: Very mm, good oh, keeper. Yesterday.
3: Or the day before,
1: I especially in a system whereby um, I guess 3-1-4-2, probably more so than the three four three played yesterday, um, which is probably a little bit more cautious, maybe a little bit more counterattacking. Um, is a keeper in this system is going to be exposed to chances, so they're going to have to be good um, because a, a keeper with questionable technique is going to get shown up, um, particularly in the side that we've got. Whereby I mean. A, a, I said to Sam the other day when Sam was moaning about all the he was listing off all the centre backs Argyle that he doesn't like, and it was basically all of them. Was that it were all them? <laughs> um, And I did point out that from Barry's team last season, he was desperate for us to sign two of the three players that played at centre back, um, and actually defenders and goalkeeping, particularly with the system we've got, actually um, you're you're just exposed to so many more situations. Um, where you have to defend that you've got to make saves than you would do in a perhaps well, maybe with a four at the back or or whatever. Um, so it's so important that those players are good but uh, I, I've I been impressed with Palmer since he started. I've, I've, I mean, he's not done every single thing perfectly um, but I really like him and he looks one of the better lead two goalkeepers from from what I've watched.
2: Yeah, I agree, I agree with that assessment. You've got a lot about him for sure.
1: Hmm. It'll be interesting to see I think um, long term whether he gets kept on by West Brom um, or what would happen
3: i contract at the end of the season I think but might have an extension be in there. Not be,
2: it would be nice if West Brom went up I think that's what we need to hope for if West Brom go up they may be less likely be willing to keep him maybe I don't know
3: still let's, let's not get ahead of, get ahead of ourselves so I think this time last year people were pointing out Matt Macy's contract was up at
2: the end of the season and thinking about yeah, him really as a realistic sign. wasn't
1: he on the bench for Arsenal the other day
2: yes he was in the in Europa in, uh, League well, is that not because their backup keeper's injured? So he could be likely. on the bench tomorrow night when they play Man United. Interesting. Could, he, um, could so, be. So, so he, he,
3: he's or or as when this will go out...
2: Let's not go down this rabbit <laughs> hole. When, when <laughs> this imagine. goes out,
1: Matt Macy might have played in the Premier League for Arsenal.
2: Yeah, imagine.
1: <laughs> imagine that.
2: Um,
3: the last point I was probably going to make was that to um, so last, season, last season... Last week, we were talking a bit about... Um, well, I was making the case and think it was what, Sam and Colin were there as well, uh, for yeah. Canavan and Ameson to play together. Um, I still think that's the case, but I, I sort of see why he didn't play them together this week. I think, I'd, I think I I think might have just snuck it in as a slight caveat last week, in that because obviously Mansfield's front three is very fluid, Danny Rose, Hamilton and um, Otis Khan all much smaller and much quicker, meaning there was less of an aerial threat and far more case that they were going to run at us. It, it makes sense for him to have not played both of them, especially since Ameson's more uh, mobile across the ground than Canavan. But I do want to see Cavanagh and Ameson in together against Scunthorpe, because so we're going to go back into games in which, you know, there's going to be uh, more of a height element they have to compete with. And against Swindon, again, I can see the case for only playing one, probably Ameson, because, again, he's more mobile, because they play a far more counter-attacking style than a uh, Lumpet style, as far as I remember. Um... But I I still want to see kind of our names start together. I think that's the way forward long-term, particularly against more of these aerially strong sides like Newport, for example.
1: Mm. I think it's important, yeah, especially with how many goals from crosses it feels like we've conceded recently. They are are our
3: best two. You you probably won't have heard it last week, Josh, but taking out the ludicrous penalty against Northampton, half of the league goals we've considered have been from headers.
1: Wow, that's Six out of
3: 12. It's the main, it's the main area who needs calf, and you know, only playing one player who's going to win headers is going to be a problem. In fact, I mm. will tell you what, let me quickly find uh, the the official official stats on um, uh, how good our players are at winning headers. So, uh, let's see if we can find it quickly.
2: Did not reflect well on that. Uh... Here we <laughs> go.
3: Um, here we go. Niall Canavan, 66%. Aerial duel success, one. Then Ameson, 56%. This is prior to this weekend. The, the Amesons would have gone up because we won a lot of headers, be against a small attacking line. Ameson, 56%. Wooten, 50%. Sawyer, 34%. Josh Grant, 29%. That's winning headers. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why we've conceded six-headed goals already this season, because we generally only play one of Ameson and Canavan, and then the rest of them aren't exactly fantastic.
1: That is certainly a problem area. You know that with the analysis, the analysis um, setup oh, well, I've got now that that is something they'll be looking to address. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we didn't concede a single goal from across on Saturday, uh, so that was nice. made, yeah, it's made true, a nice change.
3: Yeah, it does make a nice change. But to be honest, their balls in weren't fantastic, and they don't they not really have as much height in attack. The albeit they did at the end. They had a lot of tall players on at the end. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean there was that, that chance they had the I can't remember his name. Where he fouled Ameson in the box.
3: I think that was probably Cook who fouled him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah they, but yeah, it was nice to not concede.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, but, yeah.
3: But I hope he just doesn't assume that, therefore, this means that these guys are the way yeah. to go, because they're not. It's kind of an Ameson's got to be, surely.
1: What well, I mean, player? sort of, you can see the mistakes that Sawyer made. There was the one, the, the, the brilliant through ball that he played to Hamilton. Um, and um, uh, who did he chop down on the edge of the box?
3: Uh, I think it was Hamilton again. Yeah. Hamilton Hora- was playing from the right.
1: Horrendous challenge that, you know, it could, I mean, the, you could probably make a case that you could have walked. I'm not saying it was I thought personally it was a red card, but if, if it had been given as a red I was, card.
2: I was a little bit worried at the time, I must admit, because the referee that, was straight over there. I was worried it would over hand straight into the back pocket, <laughs> out comes the card, but thankfully... It uh, was the
1: sort of one that if he got sent off, you would never get it overturned in an appeal. Yeah. Um, and either, either, either you're playing them possibly with less men, or, or, you know, you give them a good opportunity from a free kick. I'm not saying do, I'm not saying I think it was a red card. I'm saying I could see why if it was given. Yeah, it I'm was sure reckless, very reckless. I think that's probably the, the big thing it, with it. It, it was, was
2: one of those where at the time everyone in the away band just went. Ooh, it looks that less in, bad in, in slow in, motion. In, yeah, there was that kind of intake of breath. That, oh. Sh- what he done here? Kind of thing, you know. But obviously, it I just out thought he was trying to nip thing.
3: in and intercept it before he got to his feet. I don't think he was trying to tackle him. He just mistimed it a bit. I'm... I genuinely didn't think it was that bad when
1: I saw it. Mm. I thought it was maybe, quite it, bad. Did look, maybe I thought it did. Maybe it was a bad time. time, but I do think it does look worth some real time. okay uh, so that's the end of the show thank you all very much for listening Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and iTunes and check us out on Twitter on Facebook and on Instagram from all of us here thank you and goodbye
2: goodbye